hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High on Horror! Today we are talking about the smash hit, star-studded, super incredible, amazing movie known as Ridley Scott's Alien from 1979. Today our co-hosts are Josh, what's cracking? Hey, what's going on? Alien month continues or concludes! Yeah! And we got Chris. That's my contribution. When That'll you, be nice on the ears. When you when you cross an alien, what does it do? It be hissing and dripping. What's up? What's up? And I am Miles, of course, as you all know. Um, Give us a sound effect. Me? Um, yeah. Is that the cat, Agent Jones? Where are you at? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway i don't know um so <laughs> welcome to the episode we are your boys out here uh some of us have been drinking all day some of us haven't i'll let you try and figure out which ones and uh we have some spooky stuff to talk about so fellas it is time for your frightful finds josh what you got <laughs> i got a lot this week uh, I right before we started recording, I watched the, for me anticipated uh, fan film, Dylan's New Nightmare, which is like a spiritual, unofficial sequel to uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, where uh, the same actor now all grown up, Miko Hughes, who played Dylan in New Nightmare, is uh he's an adult and he's having uh, nightmares of Freddy Krueger again. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, produced by Womp Stomp Studios, who also did uh, what? Never Hike Never Alone, Alone and Never Hike yeah. in the Snow. Uh, who, spoiler alert, we might be interviewing eventually on this show. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. The effects were very good. Uh, the makeup is fantastic. He's pretty cool looking Freddy. Um, there is some slow bits, which was a little surprising for only a 34 minute short film. Thank you. (laughs) I I turned my mic down. Don't worry. You didn't turn my headphones off. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't think about it. (laughs) Uh, but overall it was enjoyable. It just kind of like ends, which was a little weird. Uh, but overall it's still worth watching. I mean, it's, it's cool fan film. It was cool. They could make uh, something with such good production value. Was it um, as so, good as Never Hike Alone? No, I wouldn't say so. But I am also right. a bigger fan of Jason than I am of Freddy, so it's. Uh, I just felt like that had like more suspense and more going for it. This was, like I said, there were a little kind of slow parts, but the kills are good, the graphics are good, uh, so it's definitely worth the watch. Uh, other than that, I would just like to talk about, uh, as some of you know and you guys know, I'm a wrestling fan, and since our last recording... Uh, we tragically lost a, a man named Wyndham Rotunda. He was also known as Bray Wyatt. And he, much like The Undertaker, was this generation's like horror wrestler. Mm. Like He started in uh, his big main character where he got his big break uh, was the character Bray Wyatt, who was like a like swamp cult leader. So he had like a family of like these like redneck giants and it was uh it was really cool stuff and uh, 
and he did a lot with that and then eventually he he came he left and came back or was like out on injury and came back um and debuted a new character called the fiend which was this like masked monster i'll send you guys a picture because the mask was uh created by tom savini horror legend tom savini no shit his mask and it was fantastic his character was like he was still bray wyatt and bray wyatt was like this he had this thing called the firefly funhouse which was like a kids show like with hand puppets and stuff (laughs) and it was like that was his like happy nice side and his like mean side was this demon monster called the fiend and it was so fucking cool when he was just like the cult leader he would come to the ring holding a lantern and when he became the fiend he came to the ring with a lantern which was his like his own decapitated head with like a light in its mouth oh cool fucking scary uh but i'll send you a picture of the fiend real quick because it's a really cool mask and yeah, he was only thirty six, and he he got a heart issue from having COVID last year, and uh, sadly died of a heart attack last week. Gone, gone too soon. Very sad. This is COVID also came. gone, gone too soon, but not related to horror at all. Jimmy freaking Buffett, man. J- Jimmy yeah. Buffett, James Buffois, as uh, I've called him. <laughs> I love me some James Buffois. I. It tears me up. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. Love Jimmy Buffett. Who doesn't? Ooh, this is a cool, cool mask and character. What was yeah. his mask name? It was just, he was just the fiend. So, like, the he fiend. would, uh, gotcha. okay. he would just come out and go crazy. And he won the world title. And when he did, he also had a, had a uh, title belt that was also his mask. Oh, that's cool. But they did it, like, the opposite way. I thought when he was, when he was himself, like, he would have the regular title, and when he was the fiend, he would come out with the fiend title. I always thought he should have had it the other way around. Yeah, that would be cool, like some but spiritual yeah. sword shit. Yeah, but like very innovative, very uh, good. His dad was a wrestler. His brother is currently a wrestler also, and it's just a real big loss. Uh, really, really creative, talented guy, and uh, it's very sad. But um, other than that. As some of you may know, I bought a house, which is pretty exciting. I'm sure we talked about it up to this point, but now I'm in it. So that's kind of cool. Well, it was terrifying. I don't know if I told you guys about this. So on, I think it was my second or third night, I heard a bang downstairs at late at night. And I was like, fuck. So I went downstairs with my fists up. I own guns. Didn't think to bring one. I was just fists up. Like, come on, motherfucker. (laughs) Come at me. I went through every room in my house and no one was here, but the back door was unlocked. And I'm, that's unlike me to leave a door unlocked. So I was like, "Mm, not good. And then the next day there was a business that's like right next door to me that the alarm started going off. Burglary, burglary. You're attempting to rob a place that has an alarm system. Leave now burglary burglary at 4 a.m just blasting through the night waking my ass up so it kind of confirmed that's what the alarm it does it does say that it's not the first time i've heard it i heard it in another business once before too but wow yeah so uh it can kind of confirm i want mine to say like you're getting arrested your life as you know it is about to be bad (laughs) you should run you should run away what are you stealing right now 
Total up the price, and I guarantee your legal fees are more expensive. Get on out now. <laughs> mine want mine to be the Scooby Doo theme song. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. But yeah, the uh, the alarm going off really kind of confirmed for me that something may or may not have happened in my house. But with getting a new house comes another thing, which is a lot of really boring bullshit like unpacking and figuring out where all your shit is. And cleaning and all that. So I've had a lot of time to just have movies playing in the background. So, of course, I revisited the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one. That movie is way more brutal than the new ones. Have you guys revisited that lately? No. I have. I saw it for the first time last year. And I totally agree. They don't show a lot, but it's super visceral. However... Since you brought it up, I have to bring up a hilarious review from my friend's wife because he started playing the video game and then he decided to watch the film with her and her sister. And she was like, that movie sucked. Like everything about that movie sucked. It wasn't scary. It was so stupid. It was so like ridiculous. It's like, I just hated it. And I was cracking up because I was like, I totally understand Toby Hooper is definitely not for <laughs> <laughs> That movie is filled with so many unpleasant sounds. Like, the sounds are so, ugh, they make your skin crawl. But, yep, so I revisited that, and now we're just downhill from there. I don't want to, like, put on a movie I actually want to watch, so I started picking all of these, like, Italian, what do they call it, giallo movies? Giallo. Yeah. This is a choice, my friends. You guys should give it a shot from time to time if you have something oh, so just to weird. turn on in the background. Dude, the today I watched one. <laughs> a lot, some of them are the 80s. You just can't tell because they're so low budget. Have you watched Suspiria yet? I've seen Suspiria. The, I, I like the OG and the original. Or the, the original and the reboot, excuse me. Yeah, they're both... I mean, I don't love the reboot super duper, but... Tilda Swinton's the bomb. So, yeah, she's fucking awesome in those movies. But Tom York from Radiohead does the soundtrack, too, which is cool. Oh, that is cool. I didn't know that. We might actually have to cover that on here sometime. I'd like to see what you guys think about it. Um, It's pretty rad. (laughs) Well, now we know. I don't mean to to derail. Um, So... We, uh, I watched the movie today. I watched Enigma, A E N I G M A. And that movie is an enigma because the whole way through it, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. There's a lot of scenes that happen, don't make any sense, and don't come back into play for the rest of the movie. So that was fun. Is it like in Italian and, and then like subtitled or dubbed? I think that one was actually American, but it was in that genre. It was like the, the, the next one was definitely Italian and dubbed. Um, I watched this one a couple nights ago, but this may have contained the craziest shit I've ever seen in a movie ever. It's was called it Death Anthro- Bed, the Bed That Eats. <laughs> no, I want to see that one. That one was fun, but <laughs> it's um, it was called Anthropomorphogus, not Anthropomorphus, Anthropomorphogus, and this movie was wild. You have an hour and a half of nothing happening. It is long, and the buildup is slow, and there's a lot of walking up and down stairs and not talking. There's a lot of that. But we went to turn it off, and I was like, hold on. We only got 20 minutes left. 
A lot can happen in 20 minutes. What if this movie got crazy out of nowhere? And she was like, all right, my lady. She's like, let's give it a shot. Let's keep it going. And then proceeded to have the craziest shit I've ever seen on camera. <laughs> it was um, the first thing. There's two parts of it that are crazy. The first one was it's a cannibal slasher serial killer guy is the thing. He just starts showing up eventually. And his whole thing is he was drifting at sea with his family lost and he ended up killing them and eating them so it made him go crazy so now he just kills and eats people because he wants to and uh so this dude pins down a pregnant woman and chokes her to death reaches inside of her vagina pulls out a fetus and takes a big old bite out of it on camera and I was like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> it was so fucking crazy and then at the end of the movie, somebody guts him and his guts are falling out and he picks up his own guts and he eats them and he dies. And as he hits, ah, me guts, ah, me guts. Uh, and as he eats his own guts, he looks at the camera and he falls over and he dies and the credits roll. And that movie was fucking crazy. Jesus. <laughs> so dumb for an hour and 20 Jesus. minutes. That's so brutal. I told my dad about it. He's like, oh yeah, that's a classic. I'm like, you've seen this shit? <laughs> what the fuck? I thought I was the only one. Or as Josh's dad would say, anthropomorphous. Oh yeah, anthropomorphous. Of course, you know it. Uh, specifically, Josh at eight years old. <laughs> yeah, that movie was crazy. Um, I also revisited a classic called Critters. Didn't yeah. realize Mick Garris was behind this one. Yeah, I did a commentary for that on my Dude, other show. Dude, Mick Garris on the practical effects. <laughs> That's right, bro. <laughs> Bill, Billy Zane up in that bitch. Yeah, Billy Zane's first Yo. one. Critters 4 is Leonardo DiCaprio's first motion picture. Isn't that fucking Jesus crazy? God. <laughs> also, I saw a really funny uh, clip of Billy Zane where he was being interviewed and he said that it was like his first um, filming with the actress who played Anaxuna Moon in The Mummy. And Brendan Fraser came out fully dressed as her and just like didn't break character and tried to play the scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then like it, it like cuts to him and he's like, oh yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and last but not least, I caught a classic that has just evaded me this whole time. It's a cult classic. People talk about it. It's called The House on Sorority Row. Have you guys seen that one? No, that's different from the slasher Sorority Row. I think Sorority, I think sorority, sorority Row is a remake. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your precious so, Sorority Row is on HBO Max right now, though, so I was thinking maybe we'd do that soon. Bro, Sorority Row is one of my favorite <laughs> just I'm dumb aware. slashers ever. Dude, the, the classic, the OG, is not good. <laughs> so, in, it's, it's I don't want to spoil it if you guys want to watch it, but it is not great. Um, but there's uh, something I noticed about all these movies. I'm just watching this kind of like time frame. Every one of the movies I just listed to you have a long drawn out song that plays multiple times in the movie you hear every verse you hear you see it get performed in a few of them like on stage 
and they just are fucking into it. In uh, House on Sorority Row, this band plays an entire set in the movie. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's like the baseball game in in uh, the Eat Shit and Live yeah. movie. <laughs> was that the burning? Uh, no. no. Sleep away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's like they're trying to like uh, hit a word count. Right, exactly. And uh, yeah, the, <laughs> all of these movies except uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there isn't a musical number in that one. Go figure. But all of the other ones have a musical number. Missed in opportunity. <laughs> Would have been a lot better if there yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging a chainsaw around, singing the Rent song. <laughs> um yeah so that was uh that was my experience so far and just leaving movies on in the background and catching a few minutes of it here and there is there's a lot of 80s songs that are just written for the movie they play in the beginning in the middle and during the credits minimum (laughs) so i don't know it was it was a good time though and last but not least i got a uh purge mask one of those black ones that light up real crazy like and you just kind of push a button Ooh. on it, and it goes neat. Like I'll post a picture of it. It's all red and stuff. Uh, it looks good. And it does a flash. Wow, flashy, flashy. <laughs> since you brought up Purge, I wasn't going to say it since I felt like I had been riffing too long on it, but I would also have an alternate alarm sound outside of what I had suggested <laughs> earlier to just be the Purge alarm. <laughs> just the like you can rob my house but i'm definitely making sure you have hearing damage like you got earplugs bitch well i mean speaking of you riffing what you got what are your frightful Mm. finds this week (laughs) um so funny enough two things have correlated in my life first uh, which spurred the other was that Alien has dropped their expansion on Dead by Daylight. Fuck yes. So now the Xenomorph is up in this motherfucker. He's crawling. <laughs> he's whispering. He's slobbering all over you. He's got the second mouth. Oh my God. It's so sick. Like the map is the USS Nostromo crash. And it is just awesome. Like, it's a perfect replica of the ship from the first film. And Ripley does not look like Sigourney Weaver at all because they don't have the rights to her likeness. However, they're doing their best. Yeah. And I respect it. And the map, sometimes when you check the lockers, Jonesy pops out, which is <laughs> That's amazing. So, so sick. That's awesome. Um, my only downsides to the alien is that one, they don't have Facehuggers Incorporated. And number two, well, number two, I actually was wrong on. Um, they did incorporate the acid blood, but you have to use like an add on as the killer in order to utilize it. But um, I definitely think it's a really innovative killer and you guys are going to love this. The skins for this guy are the queen, which 
is by far the largest character model in Dead by Daylight. It actually is so big you could probably see it over some of the like jungle gym loops that you like run them around, which is hilarious. Um, and it has like the extra set of arms and everything. It's so Hell cool. Yeah. It looks great. If you're good at the game, like having that is such a flex. Like you're just like, yep, you can see me from ten miles away, and I'm still fucking you up. Um, the other one, which is the cheapest and the one that I purchased because I thought this was the sickest callback was the predator, um, AVP skin. The one where it's like the, the the net cut him and he's got like the checker. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. I literally was like, that is so cool. I was like, how is this the cheapest one? The middle price one was the flesh-colored weird one from Resurrection. I was like, I definitely don't want that one. That one disturbed me. I like it. I think it's awesome. (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I actually, I mean, they did such a good job. It's definitely the biggest character they brought to the game since probably Michael Myers. Um, I would say Alien's definitely bigger than Hellraiser, so... Um, I'm I'm just so hype. Uh, DVD has seen like a huge resurgence of old players coming back and new players coming, so it's really crazy that it kind of is in its uh, renaissance. And uh, for those of you who don't listen to us regularly, DVD is Dead by Daylight. You um, need like a theme but... song for your updates on this shit. Like this has become a segment. <laughs> Dead by Daylight, yeah. Also. Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Since you brought that movie up, such a good the the house depiction of it is like such a good representation. It's so like it's directly reliant on on all the film footage, and it just it's a it's like a love letter to the movie. I really enjoy playing it a lot. I really want to get into both of these games so bad. Like, uh dude. Texas Chainsaw, we could all play. It's like uh, the differentiation between um, Dead by Daylight is that Texas Chainsaw has three killers and then four survivors instead of one killer, four survivors in Dead by Daylight. So you're in the family and you part of your goal is you feed Grandpa blood (laughs) as the game progresses because Grandpa is the best killer there. That's right. And... Literally, once you feed him enough blood, you can start seeing characters like uh, they call in Dead by Daylight it's called the aura, but you can see them through walls like they're glowing. And that's the biggest thing for survivors, their stealth. But yeah, it's it's a very fun game. I've really been enjoying that as well. A lot of asymmetric horror games. Um, I'll I'll end my bit because I feel like I've been talking for a really long time, but Last thing I'll say is beyond this film that we're reviewing, which I loved as always. And I just showed my fiance for the first time and she really enjoyed it as well. I also got her to watch the sequel aliens uh, yeah. and she loved, she loved that shit too. So did you like it better? Uh, yeah, I think she did. Hell yeah. She it's, it's funny because at first like, we had to watch aliens in two parts. So, uh, it, like we got halfway through, uh, aliens and 
stopped, then picked it back up, and we're like three-fourths of the way through. And we had to pause for a second for me to take a call. And she was like, yeah, overall, I just don't like this one as much as the first one. I don't think it's as good. And I was like, oh, really? And the, like the next like 20 to 30 minutes were like, Ripley going down to face the queen and get uh get Newt and then like from there the queen getting on the ship and her fighting it with the dock loader and like Bishop getting killed and everything and my fiance was just like jaw dropped like oh my god that was crazy (laughs) and I'm like I'm like yeah you like that and she's like yeah okay I guess you're right the second one might be better so it's it's been cool it's been really really fun to share that with her and i'm like god i love the xenomorph like i am getting to finally play in dead by daylight and it makes me want to play the uh the game that i have aliens fire team elite where you're just space marines fighting alien hordes hey josh has the fucking funko that's my last rifle find my ripley power loader funko yeah that's awesome dude there is a matching queen funko that goes with it but i don't have that one hell yeah and and i showed i think i showed you guys this recently but i like just recently got that xenomorph uh print Mm -hmm. from con which was so cool i mean i'm not gonna lie to you guys just i fucking love this franchise so much this is probably my favorite one of all the horror franchises this is probably my favorite one i fucking love alien so (laughs) let's get into this shit so i also showed my lady this for her first time but the problem was we broke the inertia because we fell asleep because we started it at like 11 o'clock at night so we watched it in three installments and she's like, I could see how I would have liked it better if it was all in one motion because so much happens in this movie, but she fucking loved it. And I'm like, hell yeah, I love this fucking movie. Um, (laughs) If anyone hasn't seen it, stop now and watch it because obviously this is the greatest movie ever made Uh, with the exception of maybe the sequel. Um, I really, really like it. The, totally star-studded cast we have sigourney weaver obviously but we also have like john hurt and we've got uh ian holm and henry dean stanton and we just we got all the classics up in here and this movie tom bill scarrett. paxton tom scarrett yeah like the bill paxton, bill paxton bill, in the he's in one. the second one <laughs> say his name bill paxton <laughs> Um, yeah, the, this movie is star studded cast 1979, a movie that's like such high concept sci-fi that I really do think it's a lot of people's introduction into sci-fi in general overall, just overarching thoughts. We're not going through it beat by beat. Do you guys top of the line, middle of the road, less than average love 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 how many horror movies do you know that like successfully world build in the way that right right like for real one of the most like classic franchises because it immediately creates an iconic universe that you want to go back to there's a reason that it has so many sequels because it's a franchise that is immediately beloved and for 
out of every horror franchise out there, this is arguably the best one-two punch, period. One and two for the Alien franchise is unbelievably good. What do you think, Josh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. It's right up there. I think probably the closest one-two punch of one and two being fucking both classics would be the Terminator. Yeah. Um, 100%. 100%. And I, I feel like those four movies go hand in hand. Yeah, they're all definitely they are the the uh, the like gold standards of sci-fi horror movies. Um, I am definitely on the train of Aliens being better than Alien, but I think that it comes down more to rewatchability. Yeah, the, ac- mm. the action of the second one makes it more entertaining on rewatch. This being my like tenth time rewatching this movie, the first half to three quarters gets pretty boring when you already know what happens but it's still like visually what they did at the time is incredible all the space stuff the ship itself uh them being on the planet like it's all phenomenal it is weird though (laughs) that they they could be so like they could have the foresight to be so futuristic but their technology, computer-wise, is still very, like, 1970s, like, dot matrix printers and shit. Yeah, just like Star Wars, like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> you tried. Like, if you want to know there's a computer around, that just means there's 900 flashing lights. <laughs> that, that's what computers are. You know what every button does. But, no, I mean, the once the movie really kicks off, and it takes a little while to get there... It definitely holds you, and I I do agree. I I really like the world that they build, that they like never forgot to like they never left out any of the pieces. Even you know, no matter what you think of three and four, the the pieces that really make this like a a structured universe are in it. Like the company is treated the same in every movie, even though there's gaps in time. Like, Mother yep. is still used, and that, like, evolves over the period of the movies and stuff like that. Like, I like how the corporation is always involved in, like... Because in the first one, they're just, like, space truckers. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it moves on to, like, an army, and then it goes to a prison, and then it goes to the future where, like, the company is basically taking over the galaxy. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, this... this is a big anti-capitalist sentiment to this entire franchise, which I find kind of cool. Like overall, the whole series has an anti-capitalist sentiment. Yeah, fuck the man. Is... <laughs> yeah, I did an entire month, actually two months of the disc dump where we covered this entire franchise, and I have a lot of information about it. And like, I agree that the beginning is very slow. But your first time through, well, I think it is only on rewatch. On rewatch, because yeah. I remember the first time I watched this, I was captivated. Mm-hmm. I was in from the fucking first scene, but just on numerous watches, I remember me and me and my buddy Ben, we watched this once at his house, and I was like halfway through, I was like, "Fuck, man, we should watch the second one. This is boring as shit." But it's just because I know every single beat of it. Yeah, like the rewatchability is not there for the first one, whereas the second one has lots of money shots as far yeah. as action and acting and quotability and all that. Yeah. Giant machine guns really make up for it. 
I have a question for you guys since we're kind of talking broad strokes and you know obviously down the road we may cover some of the other alien films but like I think the most controversial film in this entire franchise is Prometheus but like I also feel like it's one of the most true to the sci-fi roots of the franchise that Alien establishes like what are your guys thoughts on that and kind of where do you stand on that film um I'll spearhead this one. <laughs> this movie, the cut that they chose is not the cut that would have made it a good movie. Like, overall, middle of the road, low, like mid-low quality movie in general. But that's because they cut out all the connective tissue that made it a good movie. There's like three hours of it that are on the cutting room floor that belong in that movie. Including, like, just the learning to know about the company more and what their mission actually is. And there's just so much of it that did not make it into that movie that because the audience isn't going to sit there for eight hours and watch a movie. So it's, it's good, but it's not as good as it's supposed to be. What do you think, Josh? Uh, I don't really like Prometheus at all. Uh, and I think alien covenant is slightly better. Really? But I think they both really muddy the waters of the, the alien mythos. And, and really, especially Alien Covenant is a little more coherent, but it really fucks with like the, the history of the Xenomorphs and where they come from. Uh, I was pumped for Prometheus, and I was really hoping for like some cool backstory to where this, you know, because the, the, what are they called? What are the big giant men in that called? Uh, oh, the, the architects, OG, like the, the architects, yeah, yeah, because that's what you see in the this first movie is when they find this alien ship, they find an architect ship, and uh, they, that's where there is an alien egg. And I was hoping for some really cool stuff with that, but what we get from it is not <laughs> very good, and and yeah. I like all the actors. I think it has an incredible cast, and there's some really good acting in it, and the visuals are very good. I just don't think the story. I don't think they nailed it with the story. Yeah, they kind of changed the entire franchise with that movie. In that Xenomorphs, like they kind of evolve a little bit over the course of the franchise up to that point, but they are distinctly different as Michael Fassbender's robot character experiments with them. Like, everything kind of is in a rotation and a flux. Um, the uh, We aren't talking about those movies right now, but they are in relation to this in that, like you said, they find the architect ship at the very beginning and they have all of the alien eggs on it. But to make the architect look enormous, what Ridley Scott did was he put his kids in spacesuits and had them march around this giant like statue to make it look huge and i i just it made me so happy knowing that watching the movements like yeah that's definitely a little kid acting right now you know what i mean <laughs> that's awesome yeah i love i love all of the practical effects work in these early films and i mean just the I don't set design like the 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 insides of the ships and stuff the amount of work they put in to make it so like detailed is incredible. You would never get anything like that today. Yeah, exactly. And I went to, if you're ever in Seattle, you have to go to the Museum of Pop Culture there. They have a insane 
horror movie exhibit. Horror and sci-fi. Yeah. They have the original manuscripts, like the original uh, scripts for um, Alien. And I believe it was either Alien or Aliens with Ridley Scott's handwritten notes on it. Yeah. And so I think it was Alien. And... It was just insane. They had like a bunch of the models that they, you know, use because it's like dioramas, a lot of it. I was geeking out when I was watching this movie, man. I was like talking to my fiance. I was so like freaking nerd explaining to her. <laughs> like, oh my God, can you believe? Like, it's like they're zooming through this diorama right now and like all the lightning, like, yeah, that's like, that's at their time that was cgi but like it's like pretty much trash like i was just popping off you know like it's so funny and that's what this movie does to me because it's just such a good sci-fi film and also is a great horror movie too i couldn't agree more this movie is so good i think though the first time you watch it is definitely different from the last time you watch it as we discussed earlier but watching my girlfriend experience the like the fear of the alien like being in the vents and shit but mostly the face hugger that really fucked with her she had a hard time with the face hugger and that guy is like it has a wonderful defense mechanism you don't dare kill it and it's so crazy like to think about how a creature has evolved so perfectly its skin is made of silicone it's a silicone based life form like it's rubbery and shit but it's also always wet is this wet and it's acidy and it kills because it wants to like what did, what did you guys like watching this do you think what did you think its motivation was as it moved through this movie I don't know. I thought the I thought the motivation was to just murder at all points, like just to kill everything. Well, I got, that's what I kind of like. Not to keep jumping into the other movies, that's what I kind of like about the second one is they kind of delve a little more into that because it is like a continuous evolution. Is that like the the face huggers attach themselves to people to lay eggs to make xenomorphs? And then the xenomorphs, their whole purpose is to, like, kill, but also, like, they cocoon people. Right. I could listen to, to you talk like, about xenomorphs all day, bro. <laughs> and the point of the, the cocooning them is to get more facehuggers on them to create a queen so that the queen will lay more eggs and the cycle will continue. Right. So, like, they are like a parasite. They will just infect and just take over an environment. So they are, they are, everything they say about them in the second one is true. Like, they are like the perfect killing machine. Yeah, it's kind of like they took a warrior ant and they just put it by itself in this spaceship. Because it doesn't have a directive. Like, it literally just kills people because it's aggressive and it wants to kill people. In the second movie, obviously, they explain, like, everything Josh just said. But, like, just the this, I don't know, the, what so philosophically, like, when you get into the nitty-gritty of it, I don't know how many of you have heard this, I'm probably reiterating it for a lot of people, is that, like, psychologically, what makes this movie a horror movie specifically is that it introduces the concept of worst-case scenario of a rape to men. 
So men aren't worried about giving birth and things of that nature. But the like the way they designed this character is to create that threat of not only can you be raped, but you can produce something from your own body that it makes you feel some kind of way. Like, you guys ever hear this theory? Yeah, yeah. I've no, I haven't. That's very interesting. I could totally see it, though. Like, that, that definitely tracks because it is absolutely horrifying. Yeah, I mean, John Hurt don't make it. He doesn't get to see his baby grow. But I mean, that that scene is one of the most incredible practical effects scenes ever committed to film. It is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I love that, uh, like, most of the actors on set, they did not tell them what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't tell them, like, they had the practical effects set up and, like, it would, like, burst out of his chest and shit. So the, the other female actress on set that isn't Sigourney Weaver, her reaction is genuine fear. Like, her, that's her actual reaction to seeing this man's stomach explode, which is just incredible. I I think maybe the only thing, and this is just kind of nitpicking, that I, I think would have made the movie slightly better just based on, like, the way the creatures behave is maybe, like, one or two, like, evolutionary steps from the xenomorph first being born to it being a full-grown xenomorph. Yeah, that would be awesome, because, like, the... The, uh, you really don't, you just get to see, like, shed skin from, like, a snake laying on the ground. It's, it's, you don't really get to see it get bigger and bigger and bigger. But, like, we kind of get the caterpie phase. We get a little tiny bit of the metapod phase. And then you get Butterfree. But there's some shit that happens in the middle there. I just compared yeah. Xenomorphs to Butterfree. But you get the point. <laughs> it evolves. And, and there's enough people, like, there there could be. But, I mean, the effects are so cool. And it's so awesome that they did, like, all practical effects in men in suits and stuff like that. There's none of this, like, uh, who's the guy? Like, Ray Harryhausen-style, like, stop motion. Mm-hmm. Which could have been cool and is, like, it would have definitely been expected of the time. But, I mean, this fucking thing looks real. like like that's what's so scary about it and that's what kind of the later films lose is when they start to do like cgi ones it's like well it takes the scariness away they don't like the the whole point of them being terrifying is that they they're practical they look like real fucking aliens it's so fucking rules literally yeah like the guy at the end of the first one who comes out of the freaking crawl space when she's in like the escape pod or whatever. Yeah. He was just taking a little nap. He was just taking a little nap. Like that was just absolutely insane. Like that looked so freaking good. And that suit was just awesome. It just did. It makes my heart so happy to see practical effects work at that, at that caliber delivered on screen. Do you know? Do you know the original name for this film? It was Star Beast. <laughs> <laughs> this 
is a way better name. So it's not the best name. Oh. Like, let's be real. This is not the best name for this franchise. You say, hey, have you seen that Alien movie? It's not good. Not a good name. But it's better than Starbeast. <laughs> it's better than Starbeast. And I love, like, the marketing of it. I really like, like, the the opening credits, the way the name kind of forms itself onto the screen. And I just love the tagline of in space, nobody can hear you scream. Like, in space, really no one can hear you scream. <laughs> I did it with the effect. You can't hear it. Yeah, I can. Um, and the, the original ending to this movie was also as stupid as Star Beast. <coughs> it was like, it seems like Ripley is one and she's like piloting the ship again. Like she's piloting her like escape pod. And heading towards Earth. And the xenomorph is in the pod and comes up behind her and bites her head off. And then, like, starts piloting the craft and talking in Sigourney Weaver's voice. Like, he's, like, evolved to, like, trick the humans and so he can go and take over the planet. I don't hate that, that ending, though, been, bro. I don't I hate, hate it. That, that would have been awful. <laughs> I don't hate it. Like, the idea of them being more intelligent than they are. Like, I see them as, like, kind of leopards or piranhas or something. I don't see them as that intelligent. Uh, I see them as dolphins. Dolphins? <laughs> dolphins? Yeah. Like, okay. I think it, they know I, exactly what they're doing. People, I mean, we're kind of talking about the whole series here. People really shit on three. But I like the. I think a really cool thing that is introduced in three, both in like the director's cut and the, uh, the theatrical cut, is that the xenomorph is based off of whatever host it has. So like that's why yeah. the xenomorph in the first one and the second ones they like stand upright for the most part because they're, and they're like kind of humanoid. And in the third one, it's on all fours and it's different like color because it was its host was a dog. Dog xenomorph. And in the original cut, it's like an ox. Hmm. So it's like, and then like an ox. Yeah, and then they, they, was they, it always gonna be in a prison? They were gonna have an ox in there. Dude, David Fincher's version of that movie was very weird. It, the The prison planet was like an all wood planet and stuff like that. That movie was very weird. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting concept. Would have been amazing, yeah. honestly. <laughs> David Fincher is known for his weirdness. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is aliens in the forest is like an underrated and not done thing yet. They sort of did it in Requiem, a- AVP Requiem, but the movie was. Don't get me started on fucking God Requiem, man. bro. Don't get me started. I fucking <laughs> love that movie. I'm Miles the only has wrong one. Opinions about Requiem. How can how can you take two? great franchise and make them both worse i listen to the episode of the distump where we break it down it is a solid fucking movie and nobody believes me when you already struck gold with the phenomenal alien versus predator why would you try to duplicate that? that movie was super not well received though 
that movie got terrible. Like, everyone who saw that one was like, why isn't this an R-rated movie? They were fucking pissed off that it was PG-13. I Yeah, so, like, it's like, these are both R-rated franchises. Why are we appealing to teenagers right now? So Requiem was the answer to that, where they were like, let's make it as brutal and fucked up as possible. And the fanfare of that took away from the plot of the movie, in my opinion. But the plot of the movie is solid. The acting isn't, and the lighting design isn't, but the plot is pretty solid. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about the first alien people. Um, so Sigourney Weaver's character... Uh, she is Ripley, Helen Ripley, and I would argue that she is contender for number one best written female character in history between her and Clarice Starling. What do you guys think about that? I'd throw Sarah Connor in the mix. Sarah Connor's pretty good. But she's definitely yeah, as, up there. As far as final girls go... She's got to be a top one. But what do you think of the writing of this movie, like the structure of it? Because she's not really the main character until everyone else is dead. Which is why I love, I love her. Like she's the main character, almost of like circumstance. Yeah, it's very odd, like writing and structure. It's not like a, it's not like a typical movie. You don't usually see that. Like you don't know who your main character is. Like, the group is the main character, really. Right. Yeah, Until like, it's whittled down to I like the whodunit <laughs> style. So. I like the whodunit style of it. Yeah. She's a bad bitch in this movie. Everyone's, like, trying to come in with a fucking alien strapped to this dude's face. And they're like, let us in. And she's like, fuck you. No. I'm not doing that shit at all. And, like, it's. You don't see that in female characters. Usually, like, okay, Boston, push the button and let him in. But she's like, no, nah, we're made, we're playing it by the books here, you fucking psychos. And then the robot lets everybody on. <laughs> but she's she's a bad bitch in this franchise, man. I'm telling you. I do love the turn. I love that reveal that that he is a robot. Like it's, Bilbo up it, here, and- strapped with some milk. Yeah, and that is one of the coolest things on rewatch is you can see all the like mannerisms he has to where it's like, yeah, he's clearly a robot. <laughs> like, but at first you're just like, yeah, he's just like, you know, he's he's a man of duty and he he knows the protocol. And then it's like, oh no, he knows it cuz he's fucking programmed to do it and like none of them know he's a fucking robot. <laughs> Yeah, they they even say, like, I caught it for the first time this time around. This is my 20th time watching this movie. Um, The guy says, like, every mission, the captain says, every mission that I've ever been on has had the same science officer. And this is the first time the company was like, no, we want this guy with you. So I don't know anything about him. And that is just like a little bit of a little bit of breadcrumbs. I don't know which version you guys watched because I have a box set that has like five different versions of it, and I just picked one randomly. I think this is the Ridley Scott cut I watched. Was that in you guys also? Uh, I have one that has the director's cut and the theatrical cut. I watched the theatrical cut, but I don't know. Uh, Hulu. I watched the Hulu. Cut. The Hulu cut with commercials and all. Yeah. The, yeah. I just, I have, I've seen, 
I'm so into this. I think franchise. it was probably theatrical, dude. I'm so into this fucking franchise. <laughs> I don't know how like I'm too much into it that I scare people away. I feel like the like so they introduce that they spit acid in the third one, which is pretty dope. But like they spit acid, I don't even remember that whole. Yeah, time. they learned to spit acid in the third one, and then the rest of them they can spit acid, but. The just the whole char- the creature design is incredible. The acid blood, you can't do anything about these fucking things. Um, there are so many auxiliary properties to this. It's almost the way that Star Wars was, where the real mythos of Star Wars was built upon fanfare, essentially, like just these fans who were professional authors going, "Yes, we're gonna do this." I have so many I want to talk about. Have you guys ever indulged in auxiliary properties from this franchise? Uh, I've played some video games, but I haven't read any books or anything. I actively play video games from this. I've played Aliens vs. Predator, the game, uh, the last rendition of it. I also have been playing Aliens Fireteam Elite on PS5. More recently, um, I want to say I played some kind of real-time strategy with Alien at one point. Mm, that's cool. Um, yeah, but but all that to say, isolation. I did. I gave up because that game's hard. Honestly, same same reason why. Yes, that game's hard, and same reason why Miles was like the these horror games are not. That it's like you're on edge for like 28 hours straight. <laughs> like, no, like this isn't a horror movie. This is a horror month. Right. Exactly. Like it's hard to play them games. <laughs> I've played the, like the game, several of the games really into it. I have comic books. I literally have a stack of alien comics. He fights fucking Superman at one point, Superman and yeah, the queen go a- off. Yeah, there was a DC crossover event where it went over numerous con uh, comics of like, what would it be like if this superhero ran into aliens? And so there oh, was like shoot. Green Lantern run where they're all like, you know, they're like on the run trying to like just survive a nest of xenomorphs. Uh, there's a Superman one. There's a Batman one, of course. Batman's also fought the Predator. He killed him with a baseball bat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How did Batman do against alien? Uh, he's Batman. He always wins. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it boils down to. I don't have the Batman one because that one's worth a lot more money than the Superman one. But I got the Superman one. I literally like they're doing new. They're doing new ones right now. Hell yeah. Um, I think Marvel though. I think they're Marvel ones now because Disney owns what was Fox, which is what yeah. Aliens is owned by. Um, Dude. I know there's a Wolverine versus Predator comic coming out. This uh, I can't wait me for that. Me too. Oh, I'm so stoked. That's gonna be. Awesome. I have the variants. All of the all of the Marvel comics that were coming out on a regular, like you kind of have a limited number of those at a time. All of the ones that were coming out, doesn't matter what universe they're in. Like sometimes they kind of intertwine. All of them had an alien variant. So I have. All of those, I don't think I missed any of them. I have all of the alien mm-hmm. variants. Has nothing to do with alien inside the comic. They just move forward with their general story. 
But, like, I bought the alien loot crate. I had all kinds of shit from that. But the thing that I... Well, okay, there's two things I want to talk about. The thing I cherish, the thing that was in my brain most, and I cannot fucking find it, is you guys are familiar with Mighty Max? Yes. They're like... No, They're Polly Pockets for boys from the 90s. And it was also a dope-ass cartoon show. And it turned into a dope-ass cartoon show. But... There was, like, knockoff versions of it all over the place. Just tiny little toys. One of them was the fucking Nostromo. And I had that. It was awesome. There was, like, a part of it where the guy was laying on the table. And you could spin him with a little dial. He would spin around on the table. And there's an alien shooting out of his chest and shit. I can't fucking find it anywhere. I know it existed. I know I had it. I cannot find any evidence of its existence, but I promise you I had this fucking thing. And I, if you can find it, audience, if you can find it, please let me know. Let me know where it is. I need to know it was real. And the other thing. Berenstein Bear, Exactly. This is some fucking... Am I the first one? Am I the only person who remembers this shit? Anyway, let me know. Um, another information thing that is happening with exactly the topic we were talking about is that Audible owns all of the audio drama and book rights to this franchise. So they have a shitload at this point of audio dramas with special effects and shit that are based in the Alien franchise, some of which are considered canonical. Have you? Do you guys have Audible? Have you checked any of these out? I haven't. I no. haven't. No. There. I do. Well, my brother has Audible, so we share it. Dude, you should check out the Alien audio dramas. They're so good. They're like seven hours long, but it's like the girl who plays Ripley in all of them is so solid. She's so good. She sounds just fucking like her. And, like, I have Into Darkness. It's Alien Into Darkness. And it takes place between 1 and 2. And, like, not to spoil too much, but basically the robot survived by being part of the ship. So he wakes everybody up. And then people, like, try and intercept. And then they all get killed by aliens. But it's just the production value doesn't get higher than that for audio as far as like storytelling goes. I highly suggest you guys check that shit out. Uh, Oh yeah. Go ahead. So, so I want to ask, I know we're jumping all around, but like really, I think in discussing this film, you have to kind of discuss the films around it because of the implications larger to the genre as a whole. And really like the, in a way they defined Ridley Scott defined all of the horror sci-fi genre forever. Like it's crazy to see how many other movies, like all of the other techniques and references to these early films there are in every thing else in pop culture, not even in this genre now. Um, and I'm very excited to see the next film, even though covenant was like, not the biggest hit for everyone. I did enjoy it personally, but what do you guys think about Romulus, which is from Fede Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead reboot? I'm actually very excited about it. 
because like as you'll hear in in this movie and in many many other sci-fi movies they name their ships after celestial beings and like greek mythology and history and stuff so the fact this is called romulus i would like it to take place back in the beginning of like the greek empire but i think it's just going to be on a spaceship but like fucking predator nailed it right but please the predator nailed it with the native american one that shit's fucking awesome and if they did that with greece like hell yeah So once we, once I got my fiance into Alien and Aliens the other night, we were like with some friends and we're all hanging out. I'm like, do you want to watch? Or I was like, we should watch Prey. And my friends were down and she hadn't seen it. And I was like, honestly, Prey's a great entry. And like, that's like a great introduction to Predator. Yes. Like you could honestly start there and work backwards. I think that's how Romulus should be with Alien. I hope so. I hope so. Now, Josh, I did want to follow up on something that you had said earlier. What did what did you mean about the... You said Covenant had kind of changed the nature of the aliens or something like that. And I was interested to to hear what you what you meant by that. Because they had Michael Fassbender robot like creating the xenomorphs and making the eggs and stuff like that, and just kind I, okay, of like gotcha. I like it better as like we just found this on a deserted planet and it fucking killed everybody. Yeah, like I don't I don't uh, like yeah like, I agree these, this redconned like the company was involved the entire time type of thing. I don't I don't like that. I don't. Yeah, I think it's it's better left off that they just found it. it they don't need to have been created. Absolutely. 200%. So, did you guys realize that Whalen yutani Industries also exists in both Blade Runner and the show called Raised by Wolves? <laughs> I've never heard of this show. Wait, really? I watched all of Raised by Wolves. Yep, apparently it is all contained. Like, you can find proof of all of it in each one of those things. It's like the Ridley Scott verse, essentially, is all the movies that he had a hand in ended up having connections to each other. But most profound, I think, is Blade Runner, which is a series we're not going to talk about on this show, really. But, like, two enormous franchises happen to be related to each other, which is crazy. Unheard of in the time. Yeah, that's not that's not uh, shocking, but that is cool. I like when there's stuff like that. I like when it's like, oh, they're 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 uh, all related, or like if it's like something that's like, oh, in the past, and this is the start of the company. Starts in Spartacus. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I think they did that in like uh, Predators. I think, or no, they did it at the end of uh, Alien vs Predator Requiem. Is well in Yutani is like getting the Predator Blaster. That's the first one, yeah. Or no, you're right. It is the second one. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at the second one, yeah. But also, what's his name? I think what's his name? Uh, Lance Henriksen, Bishop, human Bishop in a- Alien versus Predator. He works for Whale and Yutani, doesn't he? I believe he's Whalen of Whale and Yutani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking 
Lance Henriksen's the man, dude. <laughs> Fucking love that He's guy. He's been killed by so many aliens. <laughs> aliens and <laughs> predators and shit. And, and a Terminator. And a Terminator. This dude's fucking awesome. And Pumpkinhead. Anyway. Wait, he got killed by a Terminator too? Yeah, he's a he's a cop in the first Terminator. So he dies. Oh my god. When the Terminator shows up at the police station and kills everybody. It's fucking dope. Jesus. Um okay. I mean, I could go on I literally could sit here for four hours and talk about this, but we're at an hour or so into this podcast. It's time to start thinking about the first alien. What are we gonna rate this bad boy? Let's see what the rating system is first. Face huggers. Solid. Milk blood? Jonesies. There's that very odd scene where it shows the decapitated robot head that's clearly a fake. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just literally cuts to his human head on the table. That's <laughs> so jarring. Yeah. Oh my god. Could yes. have done a better job. Put somebody in the way that the camera goes behind and then it's the human head. That's the way to do that shot, Ripley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the the milk blood is Stark. Yo, he tries to kill her with a fucking penthouse, bro. <laughs> he rolls up a magazine and tries to shove it down her throat. <laughs> so fucking crazy. I never thought to kill someone with a magazine that way before. Like, this this movie has so many unique fucking concepts that just really, every time I watch it, I still pick up on new shit. I also, we didn't really mention this, but I do think it's important. I love the two guys down in the engine. Yeah, yeah great duo. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just the blue-collar, chillin' boys, like, hanging. They're like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> We're always getting shafted. Like, all the all the freaking corporate shit is always against us. Like, this is some crap. They're always trying to bargain for it. One guy literally just always says, yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> like, I freaking love, like... All of the characters in this movie are characters, you know, like they all have personality, even if it's not like too robust or like over the top, there's like actually something behind each one of them, which I appreciate. And that's very Ridley Scott. Fuck yeah, it is. Dude. Yeah. Those, those characters are fucking fantastic. The, the other, the guy with the hat, he tells the Bruce Banner, he's not wearing any pants after he gets smashed in the Avengers. (laughs) Like, even Word. the nobodies in this movie, who personality or not, they definitely have great personalities, but even the nobodies in this movie became somebodies, you know? Like, nobody had... There's a lot of people who had no acclaim to fame before this movie that turned out to be enormous movie stars, and it's just... It's so fantastic to be a part of this and the fandom and all that. Like, I'm just so happy to be a part of it because I realize I am a part of it by sharing it with you people how fucking solid this play this is and it's so worth a watch you know what i'm saying absolutely i don't think like showing my fiance this she doesn't like horror movies but she likes sci-fi and for this to be such a solid sci-fi entry that you can actually introduce people into horror is like a testament to this film like this is a gateway drug to the horror genre. Agreed. And I love it. It's the best. And fucking James Cameron did the sequel. What the fuck? 
He said Titanic. He said aliens and then Titanic. And what fuck around? <laughs> and then Avatar like, for the what? next 37 years. Yeah, Avatar and 17 Avatar sequels. <laughs> It's like, can you do another, like, I don't know, sci-fi horror movie, please? Yeah. Give us a real Terminator now, 3. Dude, could you imagine if you did another Terminator or another Alien film at this point? Like, that would be freaking awesome. Give me a large-scale, like, Alien war. Hell yeah. They're all, like, they're all owned by the same like, company now. Mix them together. <laughs> Aliens on the Titanic. I want to see facehuggers on DiCaprio, goddammit. Yeah. Terminators on Pandora. <laughs> Dude, Terminators were developed to fight against the Xenomorphs, and then they became self-aware. Dude, I have a comic that's RoboCop versus Terminator, and it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. That's Josh awesome. told me about there's, it, and I bought it, and it's awesome. There's one called RoboCop versus Terminator Kill Human, and it's like a... Uh, the best way I've heard it described is it's like RoboCop wrote his own Terminator 2 fan fiction because <laughs> he just like time travels into the events of Terminator 2 and like takes over for the T-800. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right, boys. How many Xenomorphs? Oh, Wait. sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Or Chris. You're Chris. Last, last thing I want to say. And, and it's not to delay this too long or prolong it, but I should ask, outside of Ripley, who was y'all's favorite characters? Like, for me, it was definitely the engine room guys, but yeah. I felt like there was actually a lot of good characters in this movie. I love John Hurt's character. Yeah, I love John Hurt's character. I, I think Which I one? love him so much because he 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 also played this role doing the exact same scene in Spaceballs. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I never saw at that. The spa- he's at a space diner and he like eats a bowl of chili and then his he fucking rolls over on the counter and his stomach explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, that's awesome. I okay, believe it or not, I've never seen Spaceballs. I haven't either. Oh, it's fantastic. Yep, never saw it. Really? Okay. All right, that's that's on my it's on my long time list. I had someone like dress me down today because I had never seen Groundhog Day, and I was like, "All right, I really do should see that." Like, <laughs> it's yeah. it's all right. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I I just love this franchise so much. I it's I don't know how else to express it. I dedicated two months of my show to it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Moving forward, in general, since this is clearly, I, we all let's be honest, we all give this a five. Yep. There's not even a point to yeah. like, like let's not pussyfoot. We don't need this. to discuss it. Kakoa shall approve. <laughs> I think more importantly, what we should discuss is like, where do you guys see the franchise going? What would you like to see? Like, I think what comes to mind for me is like the AVP stuff is sick and i do really really enjoy it but the next one if they're gonna do another one really has to be well thought out otherwise i would like them to keep them separate franchises because i will say alien has had two entries that were not the best recently but predator had like a couple really bad like they had like four bad ones before they hit with prey yeah this next one definitely needs to be their prey it needs to get and get things back on track 
I want them to cement their feet back in their roots of either doing a straight up horror movie or a straight up action movie. Like that's the kind of the problem with Prometheus and Alien Covenant is that they try to be too much of these like grandiose sci-fi like thought experiments and not as much like it's a horror movie or it's an action movie. Like they went too yeah. much on the sci-fi and pulled away from all these other factors to where when they get to the scary points they're not really scary cuz you're too like entrenched in like these these this fucking engineer was actually Jesus. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> I'm going the opposite yeah. direction. That's exactly what I fucking want. I want them to fucking... They say, like, when Rome was founded, Hercules picked up a rock and flinged it. And it was, okay, Rome will be built around this rock. So, like, Romulus and Remus are the people who watched it happen and they're like, yep, that's the one. So, if fucking Romulus and Remus encounters some fucking xenomorphs jumps on hercules fucking face it becomes a hercules fucking alien and it would be awesome as shit he'd be out here catching lightning bolts and throwing mountains it would be awesome as shit no thank you (laughs) (laughs) just kidding for the record (laughs) i'm gonna say you're only 40% 40% kidding. <laughs> uh, you would definitely watch that. I, oh, I'd watch it for sure, just because it has the alien <laughs> moniker on it. Yeah, honestly, same. <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm at with this franchise. Is I'm going to watch whatever you put out, but I totally agree. Let's get, let's get back to the horror roots, and I think Fede Alvarez is a very good step in that direction. I really hope that he does brutality very well. Um, so I just hope that the actual scares are emphasized. Because I think the alien could be absolutely horrifying. Like, it could be genuinely scary. Um, but a lot of times it's like... When you have a, an opportunity for a jump scare in an alien movie... They'll like open a door and then like alien will hiss and then like slowly move out and then like rise up above you and then punch you in the face with its tongue. Cause it's got like a whole process, you know? Yeah. Whereas like in other horror movies, it's just like, it could just be like, boom, like on you, you know, you're dead, but not, not alien. Slow reveal. Not like that. For the fucking win. Yeah. And they never really go like, too, uh, too far off into CGI world, I feel like. Because they still have people in mocap suits and shit. It's not like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I actually thought the CGI for Covenant, the alien, was sick. Like, I actually really liked the super mobile, crazy-ass alien in that movie. Um... It's just like because of how lethal it was, it ended the film in like seven seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's it's scarier when it's sneaking around and you don't know where it's gonna come from and it just pops up. Seeing it run on the fucking walls and do all this crazy shit, it's just like it's too much. <laughs> like less less is more when it comes to this stuff for keeping it scary. I want to see like fifty of them. Are they still making an FX show? I want show? to see them we running did a pack on that Aztec pyramid in the Arctic. In <laughs> the great film, that Alien vs. So Predator. Sick. That was so sick. Fucking love that movie. Are they still making a Fox show? They're saying they're making like an FX or a Fox show that's Alien. 
They are. They are. I was reading they apparently they still are making the show. Um, The film was originally the new one was originally intended to be on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is going to be a, a TV show from what was his name? Noah Hawley, who did, um, what's the X-Men adjacent show? Legion? Yeah, uh, Legion, yep. Yeah, Legion and Fargo. That's a solid choice. Yeah, so, I'm cool with it. Honestly, the thing, kind of like what we talked about with all the stuff that was left on the cutting room floor for Prometheus, that should be stuff that's probably explored in a TV show. Where it's like, here's the whole background of the Whalen Utani company. Like, here's why it's bad. And then as the stories and the films go, it's like the connective tissue between them as opposed to like making a film for an hour about like backstory so that you can build on the universe. Right. But you got to do it better than the Marvel, Marvel TV shows. There's a lesson to be learned there. That's for sure. Hopefully they learn it. Yeah, Secret Wars. <laughs> or what was it? Secret <laughs> Invasion? Fuck you, Secret Invasion. <laughs> Didn't even bother. After Moon Knight, I abandoned that shit. But anyway, um, so let's wrap this shit up. The If you want some merch, you guys like our, our banter? You like us talking about aliens? You want to hear about how hot Jessica Biel is? Take yourselves Merch. to com. Get yourself a sloppy breakfast shirt. Get yourself yeah. the logo. Get up yeah, in Kikoa there. Shaw approved. Get yourself a beach towel that says Kakoa Shaw approved. Take it to the beach. Impress a pretty lady and then tell her all about our show. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Hit us up on the socials. Let us know what you thought about Alien Month. Give us recommendations for any other like uh, month-long themes you'd like to see us cover. Uh, you can reach us anywhere on the socials at H on H Pod. Believe it or not, we actually keep up with it all of a sudden. It's awesome. Hell yeah! Hey, I'm doing it lately. <laughs> it's been awesome. If God had a home team, it would be High on Horror Podcast. Yeah, he loves us. Now. I am going to start posting. Uh, I have an entire like 150 pictures of stuff that I uh, snapped at the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle. All kinds of dope horror stuff. Everything from the um, the head from, uh, what is it, Pet Cemetery. Um, when he gets stabbed through the neck or whatever. It's like the fake prop of that. Oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, all the way to the Jeepers Creepers that's the Scarecrow. Boy. That's the boy in fucking uh, Dylan's New Nightmare. That's that's fucking Pet Cemetery boy. That's, that's crazy. Baby oh, my from God. from Pet Cemetery all grown up. That's crazy. Dude, that gets so disturbing in the film. <laughs> Cut my freaking Achilles tendon. Makes me not want to have children. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't cut me yet <laughs> <laughs> on that note remember that life is tough so why not get high on horror